Welcome to Rethinking Leadership, where we're serving fresh ideas over coffee, because nothing happens before coffee. I'm Jackie Lesser. And I'm Dee Yarrison. Grab your favorite mug and let us fill you up. Hi, Dee. Hello. Good to be with you. Yeah, likewise. And today we are going to talk about a topic that I think is relevant in every moment Mm -hmm. of our lives. Not only every day, it's every moment of our lives. And I know that everybody's going to be able to relate to this. The topic is that words create worlds. Words create worlds. What do we mean by that? I know for me, it's the words I speak to myself Mm -hmm. create this way of believing how life is, you know, right. these these thoughts that I'm having, the words I'm speaking, you know, not only in my inner dialogue, but the words that I'm expressing in the outer world, like I am claiming that. The the two words that I think are the most the most important words in the in the language are I am. I am. That's I right. am. So anything mm-hmm. that goes after I am is mm-hmm. a declaration. That's right. And so whether I say, I am so stupid, or I am not enough. I'm or, having a hard time. I am, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. That's like, wow, you are claiming it. You claiming are struggle. owning it, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. And, and I mean, we just say it. Like those, I think those words, like whether it's, you know, I'm having a hard time or I've, I'm failing at this, you know, I'm really struggling. Like those are just almost... I don't know, like catchphrases in a way. We just right. say them so easily. Mm-hmm. But what's really important to note is, you know, our brain takes that information and is like, okay, struggle hard. Yep, I know it's, how that's supposed to right, feel. Right, right. Yeah. And, and and we we actually do feel that. And then you start to believe it. You say it enough right. times. When my kids were growing up, and even still if I'm having a conversation with them, and they say, I'm so careful with the I am. Yeah. Yeah, because from our thoughts... The words we speak to ourselves or think in our minds flow than our feelings. You know, our feelings are generated because of a thought and our our actions, our behavior, our way that I feel and show up in the world is always aligned to my feeling. It's always true to my feeling. So if I am feeling sad, my my affect the way I, you know, the way I am today is always going to be aligned with that feeling. But the feeling is because of a thought. You know, so so it's really important to just be so aware of what I'm saying to myself. If I'm saying, you know, oh, I messed up again, I I'm owning that. I'm owning I'm I messed up, or I'm a mess. Boy, right. That's so it, exactly. I, I think that. I think mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. I yeah. am a mess. I'm or even such I a am, mess. I did mess up again. Like I'm still associating myself with with mess. You know, like yeah. I mean, it kind of creates the same impact on my feelings. You know, I, I then might feel a little anxious or a little down on myself. And I think there's a way of owning, you know, what you did. Yeah. Without identifying with the adjective. That's a good. No, that's a good distinction. I, I like. I hear your distinction. That's really mm-hmm. important because I can say, I, I didn't. That didn't come out the way I wanted it to do. Let me try that again. Right. And I'm not identifying with the mess as part of. You know, I'm not. I'm not I am. Right. Yeah. Right. So there is that distinction. And so I also think this comes into play when people, when they're uh, being evaluated at work mm-hmm. or when they're going to a doctor's appointment and, and get a diagnosis or when they have a health issue and they claim my mm-hmm. arthritis, mm-hmm. my heart attack, my, 
And I, I guess I want to caution anybody who's listening to not own a diagnosis or an evaluation as the truth of who you are. Right. It's something you're experiencing, yeah. but it's not who you are. And it's information. Mm-hmm. You know, it's information. It's information. You're going to act on the information it's if right. you like. But there's and, this way to be a, a little detached from claiming that as as part of my identity. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I know for me, there was a diagnosis of a skin cancer. And so at the moment, I was in relationship with a skin cancer. Mm-hmm. But I didn't claim it. I didn't own it. I realized that it was there. I realized there was a procedure and operation that had to take place. I did everything I needed to do. But I never claimed it as mine right. because I, it was right. it was temporary. It was going to move. It didn't change so what who happen, I am. Yeah. And so what happens when we do claim it as part of, as you said, I didn't claim it as mine. So what happens to us when we do that, when we do claim it as, you know, my cancer or I'm depressed, when we, when we uh, unknowingly do own and yeah. claim, or an eva- as you were saying, an evaluation. You know, I didn't get the exceeds expectations. I am meets. You know, right. Yeah. Right. So what happens to us? I'm not good at my job. You know, I'm not valued enough around here to get a promotion. I think it's back to the topic last episode of, of lack and scarcity, mm-hmm. right? When we when we own others' perceptions of us, I mean, you know, in work, it's important. Obviously, it's information for us to work with that I'm seen in this way or my behavior, my performance is viewed in this way. It's information. But we, when we take it in yeah. and own it as part of our identity, it, it can feed that viewpoint, that belief of I'm deficient. I'm deficient. Right. I'm lacking right. in something. I'm not and, enough. you know, and again, like, so what? You know, what's the so what from this? Is that then informs whether we recognize it or not it informs the way that i speak about myself speak to myself the way i think about myself i mean that is the the foundation my relationship with myself is the foundation and informs every single other relationship that i have you know because it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy i will show up in ways that indeed reinforce right whatever i believe to be true about myself right and if you want to really think differently and more expansively and more generatively, creatively, innovatively, then using the events and the circumstances that are that arrive that happen in your life as ways of you know navigating and just what is versus owning them, this means that I am yeah. something. I just think it's there's there's so much freedom when you detach from the events and the circumstances, and that you don't make it mean something about right. who you are. Right. It is. It's expansive and freeing because owning and, and making meaning puts it in, in you know, in, in like a box, yes. for lack of a better, you know, and our brains even make sense of it by, you know, the brain pulls up that folder that says, oh, struggle. I know what that, I know how to do that. Right. Let me see how to be in struggle. And then, you know, and therefore I'm just behaving in maybe rote ways or repetitive ways versus being more available, you know, letting, having much more, many more options, more possibilities available to me. All the time, right? So if I say I am so clumsy, then I'll know, you know, focus, whatever you focus on, you get more of, I'll trip over everything, right? right? But if I say (laughs) that was a clumsy thing to do, it's over. Yeah. I tripped. It's done. Yeah. 
So interesting because my son is so prone to like these extremes and he kind of does it on purpose a little bit like to be funny. He'll if he does something, I can't think of a good like, if he's doing something, he'll be like, oh, that's my OCD. He, he does not have obsessive compulsive disorder, but he does right. it as a joke. He'll say like that's one of his favorites or he'll say something, you know, oh, I'm an epic fail or whatever. And he may be saying these things jokingly, but over and over again, I see how that takes hold within and informs the way he sees himself, Right. you know? And then he does more things that look like obsessive-compulsive, you know? Or he accidentally, you know, messes up the next thing or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It does, It inf- yeah, it's really fascinating to, um, to watch, to be aware. So maybe we move into the tips here because the first tip is just to watch and be aware, to listen listen to how I'm talking to myself and even out loud, like just at home in those words that just kind of come out like, oh, that's my OCD or, right. you know. If you even just look for the words I am and my, yes. if you look yes. for where, what you're attaching to the words I am and my, right. you'll be way ahead of the game. Yeah, right. And well, we'll put this on the worksheet, but, you know, write this down. Whatever we become aware of each day, I, you know, keeping, I always have a little journal, a little notebook with me. So even, because when do I usually have time to take, you know, my self-reflective time besides in the morning and in the evening? Usually that downtime comes, like, in between appointments or when I get in the car or something like that. So just always having a little notebook with me is so helpful because that information just starts popping in, you know. And so writing down those, uh, what do I hear after I am or my. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. And so as we become more aware of that, it's really interesting to then, which is tip two, to notice how do I feel when I've just said that to myself, when I've just claimed I am, I am, yeah, yeah. or my. Right. Yeah. I feel like when you claim I am or my, there's no end to it. You know, it just feels, it feels like it just is, it just goes on. Whereas if you say, I'm currently experiencing struggle with the person I'm working with, that to me is, you know, it's, it's a slightly detached and it feels temporary. It doesn't have to be the way it is forever. Yeah. you know, and Versus I, think I it, struggle with the people I work with. That's right. And I think it also lends itself to what we said about you taking that as information. If I'm just saying to myself, I struggle with the people I work with. Like you said, period, that's just the way it is. Nothing to be done about Mm -hmm. it. But when I say I'm currently experiencing struggle or, wow, currently this, you know, this relationship feels a little bumpy to me, it it then lends, that's information. And then I feel like, oh, I want to do something. There's possibility. Yeah. Right. Where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. And I think that that leads us to the third tip, which experimenting with the words. You know, what if, if I notice that, I feel really contracted after I just said I'm struggling with the person I work with. If I notice I feel really contracted, what else could I say that would be more expansive? Mm -hmm. So experimenting with those words. At the moment, she and I are experiencing some difficulty working together. Yeah. You know, or at the moment, I'm currently in experience with a health issue. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love to play and experiment with new possibilities, with new ways to say things that just loosen our right. hold a little bit on anything that feels like, and this That's is the, the way, way it is. is. Right. And I think, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people say, I'm so dumb, I'm so stupid, or whatever they, you know, whatever uh, adjective they use to degrade themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I say, you know, I don't know that it's your so that stupid or whatever. I think that was as 
that might have been not a, you know, it wasn't a smart thing to do, but it doesn't say anything about who you are. That's so right. I really focus on the the behavior rather than the person. Yeah, that's so, so important. If, and if we take it back to ourselves, if I if I hear myself say, I am so stupid, oh, I'm so stupid, then I realize, oh, that feels constricted, right? Yes. And I say, you know what? That was a stupid thing to do. Okay, I, I that's yeah. a finite experience. That is not who I am. And I think that's the point and, of and experimenting. And ex- you're, ta- you're saying tip three, to experiment with other ways to say that and then go back to tip two and then notice how that made me feel. True. When I changed mm-hmm. the way I just said that. And to keep experimenting with that because there are so many possibilities, so many possible ways of letting myself know that that choice really didn't lead to the outcome that I had in mind. Exactly. So, And, and really the point is not to degrade myself and be critical of myself. The, the point is to figure out the next step to get me closer to the solution that I need to get to, Mm -hmm. right? So I need to to find ways to speak to myself that are going to help me to be able to move forward. Exactly, exactly. So if if anybody listening is hard on themselves or knows of anybody (laughs) that's hard on themselves, uh, recovering perfectionist that I am, I would say please share this episode. You know, we'd love to hear your comments on, on the episode as well. So... Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, Rethinking Leadership, Serving Fresh Ideas Over Coffee, please do so now on Apple Podcasts and rate and review. We'd love to be in dialogue with you around this. Yes, we would. All right. Thanks, Dee. Thank you, Jackie. Okay, until next time. All right. We're so glad that you were here with us today, listening to Rethinking Leadership, Serving Fresh Ideas Over Coffee. You can connect with Jackie Lesser on JackieLesser.com. And you can connect with me, Dee Yarrison, at EssentialShiftNow.com. And we'll see you next time.